Hey, you're listening to the New Life at Home podcast with Tim, and it's great to be back. Uh, Great to be back with more episodes this term. And this episode, I'm chatting with Elizabeth Tankard. Elizabeth shares about her life uh, that hasn't gone to plan and how important it has been to be looking to Christ uh, for her identity. I really found this chat helpful. I found Elizabeth insightful, uh, thoughtful and reflective, and I'm sure you will as well. So enjoy. Elizabeth, thank you for coming on the podcast for this week. Hi, Tim. You're very welcome. It's great to have you on. You're going to chat to us about identity, uh, the question of, you know, who am I, uh, as you've uh, struggled with um, certain things in life. Uh, You had some plans for your life, uh, a certain way and trajectory that you thought your life was heading. Uh, Do you want to share about what those plans were that you had and how those plans have uh, got disrupted? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up um, in a lovely family with uh, three other siblings and two parents. And I grew up uh, surrounded by people who loved God and had a passion for sharing uh, the knowledge of God with other people. And that really affected me from a young age. Uh, And I, uh, even through school, uh, wanted to uh, be part of that and go into ministry. Uh, I also had big plans about career and I wanted to join the army and do academic things, become a linguist. And I got interested (laughs) in, uh, particularly in Bible translation in Southeast Asia. So I had these big plans about what I was going to do when I had finished at uni um, and how I was going to uh, be a blessing to the world. Uh, That's what I wanted to do. Hmm. Um, through many avenues, through my work and through uh, ministry, which I wanted to be involved in as well. Yeah, and so what changed for you? What happened? What disrupted that? Uh, You were at uni at the time. I was. I was in my second year of uni and I hit a wall, a huge wall. Um, I'd been struggling with uh, fatigue for a long time, uh, along with mental health issues and um, physical issues. And I got to a point where I couldn't even stay awake for a lecture. And Mm. uh, I was so tired that I actually had to withdraw from uni and I wasn't able to complete my degree, which um, really put a damper on those plans. Uh, And certainly that health condition ruled out the army. Mm. Um, And... Uh, shortly after that, I couldn't do anything except be at home, um, minding the household. So at that point I was married mm. and my full-time job became sick person and, uh, house body basically. Mm. Yeah. And what was that like for you? Like trying to understand that, wrestle with that, what, what kind of things did you struggle with? You talked about the fatigue, uh, the chronic fatigue. Have there been other things along the way as well that have added to that? Yeah, so um, from a child, I knew that I had ADHD. Later, as a teenager, I found out that I also have autism. Uh, And those things mean that I have some social communication differences and some difficulty with academic uh, situations and Mm. some sensory sensitivities, which all these things uh, contribute to fatigue as well. And I now have a a diagnosis of peripheral neuropathy, which means my 
nerves don't work as well as they should. I can't feel things as well as I should be able to. So I have these mm. um, medical conditions and um, uh, brain conditions that mean that I function a bit differently in society uh, and I can't do all the same things that other people can do. Mm. And I struggled a lot with uh, understanding why. Why Why me? Mm. Um, how do I uh, see myself uh, given mm. these things? Knowing that I'm an intelligent person, um, a passionate person, a determined person, but also a person who's incapable of doing the things that I set my mind on or mm. that I set my heart on. Uh, mm. It's been a real challenge to have that gulf between what I want to be doing and what I can do is um, mm. really hard. Uh, and it kind of brings into question uh, who you are. Uh, mm. So do I really want these things if I can't do them? So. Yeah, so there's that identity struggle there, particularly tied with like, your identity being tied with what you can and can't do Yeah, and that kind of thing. Um, what, were the sta- what were the stages for you of wrestling with that? And um, yeah, how did, you, how did you come to terms with that, I guess? Yeah, so I had, there were a few different stages. One of the stages that I remember quite well was the... Um, serving in the church stage where I was trying to work out how I could serve in the church and it became obvious that I couldn't fulfill my role on rosters and that kind of thing and um, Mm. so even those basic things I was wasn't quite able to do but people came to me and they said just you turning up is something that is an encouragement to other people and is serving and uh, that kind of shifted made a huge shift for me Uh, just understanding that uh, serving isn't just doing things. Serving mm. is being a witness to God. And you do that everywhere. So you yeah. do that in your job. You do that uh, when you're walking down the street. You do that when you're on a bus. You do that at church uh, just by being there. Mm. And even when I'm not there, even when I'm so fatigued or can't make it to church, I'm still a witness to God when people message me and ask me how I'm going. So mm. that really shifted a lot of things for me. And I understood uh, my role differently. Hmm. But there was a second stage that came along this year, particularly when I got in touch with um, some autistic communities. Yep. And they uh, like to identify as autistic. So they're autistic people. And is that like uh, the primary sort of marker of their identity yeah, in some ways? Yeah. yeah. So they call themselves, I'm an autistic person. They introduce themselves, I'm Sarah, I'm autistic. Okay. And I was looking at this and thinking about it and thinking, well, I have a lot in common with these people because I communicate the same way and they understand where I'm coming from and a lot of things. But I also don't have a lot in common with them because they don't understand when I talk about the thing that's most important to me, my faith and who I am in Christ and what that means for life, existence and eternity. Mm. And I was thinking, no, I'm not autistic. I'm a Christian who is autistic. And that's different. Mm. And that shift uh, was really important because if I'm, my disability first, then church is too hard. Mm. But if I'm Christian first, then my disability isn't stopping me from being Christian. It's just something that I have to work out given that I'm Christian. Yeah, wow. So how, how have you worked that out? How does your identity as a Christian first and foremost, someone who's in Christ, someone who's saved by him, how does that shape then how you view yourself in the midst of all those struggles and those kind of things? 
Yeah, so one of the biggest things that have uh, really shown that was uh, attending church, which is what I just mentioned. Um, Mm. Church is really hard for me, and it's even more hard now that I'm a mother of two young children. Mm. There's there's a sensory aspect. It's quite loud for me and quite bright, uh, quite a lot Mm. of people, quite busy. The social aspect, which is... um, quite difficult for me because I get a lot of social anxiety, which is related to my social communication differences mm. um, and those sorts of things. So it's easy for me to get overwhelmed at church. Uh, mm. And it's often that I can't actually make it through an entire church uh, session. So through yeah. from beginning yep. to end. And it's been so hard that at times I thought, well, maybe it's not worth doing for me because it's so difficult for me. It's such a struggle. Maybe I should just not do church. Mm. But no. Because I'm a Christian first. And when I turn up to church and I hear the word of gospel, when I sing with other people about how amazing God is, when I do talk to someone else about how God's doing work in their lives, which I do after church, Mm. uh, not every week, but sometimes, um, that makes a huge difference. I light up and feel peace Mm. from God and I feel relief and it's like living water. So church... Mm. It's so hard, but because I'm a Christian, it's worth doing because fellowship is how God grows us and how he feeds us mm. and how he helps us as Christians to follow him. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it amazing that what we're presented with in the gospel of grace is more than an identity that's tied to what we can do. It's, it, it's actually tied to who we are in Jesus. Um, it's tied to a person, not to any capacities yeah. we have, isn't it? Yeah. So even on days when I can't make it to church, it doesn't matter because it was grace that saved me, not mm. my attendance at church. Mm. So regarding your hope that you have in Jesus and your identity in him, what difference does following Jesus make to you in, in the struggle? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is that what I'm experiencing here and now is not everything to me. There Mm. isn't a cure for anything that happens to me. And Mm. even if society magically changed tomorrow and everything was easier for me, or if I just completely changed into a different person by a miracle from God, I would still struggle here on earth. But (laughs) my hope is not here on earth. My hope is in eternity with him. And I know that there is coming a time when Mm. I will be with him in his new creation and his new heaven, where the things that are so hard for me now won't be a problem. Mm. And I'm looking forward to that perfect relationship that I will have with him then, which far, far better than any relationship I could have here on earth anyway. Mm. And that's exciting. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing, that hope that we have in Jesus uh, that we all have uh, to look forward to. Uh, and, and thinking about what what I, uh, what us as a church family can learn from people like you with, with disability and with um, health issues, uh, what can we learn from people like you, do you think? I think it's really important to remember that uh, it's grace that saves us mm. and not what we do. Uh, so mm. my struggles might be that disability uh, impairs my ability to be able to do the things here on earth that I want to do. But everybody struggles with sin and yes. sin impairs all of our ability to do things. And it's grace that saves us, not our ability to do things. 
Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, we all have a can't when it comes to sin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, none of us have it all together or, you know, we're more incapacitated than we think perhaps. Mm. Definitely. Christian identity, it doesn't depend, yeah, on our capacity to do things. Um, it can be so hard with having a disability and thinking that you can't do things, like you can't have employment or can't study or can't do the things that you want to be doing uh, because those kind of things can shape your identity. Mm. But my identity isn't in those things. My identity is in Christ. And mm. so I have that which nothing can take away from me. No disability, nothing mm. can take away from me, that identity that I have in Christ and that sense of purpose that I can fulfill even as I am right now. Mm. Yeah, that, that identity is secure, isn't it? It's... um. I think it's in Colossians chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 3, uh, which says that our lives are hidden and kept safe uh, in Christ there. Yeah. yeah, and that's, there's nothing, no one, um, no one or anything can take that away from you or take that away from us. Uh, is there, are there any other passages, verses of scripture that come to mind for you uh, that you lean on, that you love? Um, I love the Philippians verses, the do not be anxious about everything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends mm. understanding will be given to you. And I think it's that thanksgiving. We thank God for what he's already done, even before we pray for what we want. And it changes our whole view, which gives us that peace. Because when we are reminded of God's view, of God's will, then we know we have that peace, mm. knowing that he's in control and that he is good. Yeah, well, you've encouraged me today to, to be coming to God with my prayers uh, and petitions. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this week, Elizabeth. It was great to hear your, your thoughts on identity in the struggles of life question who am I thank you for having me thanks for listening to another episode of new life at home with Elizabeth Tankard what a wonderful encouragement she is to all of us and what a wonderful witness to Christ uh, that she is in her life next week I'll be back again with another episode my guests next week will be Andre and AC Clarson and they're going to share their journey from South Africa to Australia. Mm-hmm.